1: Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 930
2: AM, The Answer. Ready?
1: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas,
3: on 930 AM, The Answer. And uh, it's good to be back in San Antonio. I've come from Alabama <laughs> with a banjo. No, no banjo. Not on your knee? No, no banjo. That's
4: not what Barry said you were doing.
3: Oh, what did Barry say I was doing? <laughs> you were
4: in Oxnard, California, at a yodeling He wasn't school. supposed to tell anybody that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made it all the way to the semifinals, and... There were a lot of good yodelers. Just bleed it out. This this year, the competition was amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, yeah, back in San Antonio. And uh, I got uh, uh, the nursery, by the way. uh, You will hear the terror train roll by. Uh, The nursery is full of folks uh, enjoying the uh, weather, enjoying the pumpkins, enjoying... uh, all the spooky Halloween stuff, so uh, come on by and uh, be a part of that and have some fun. I think the little pumpkins are out selling the big pumpkins. I don't doubt it. The little pumpkins
5: <laughs> are a must. Because I, I, every time there's a bunch of kids around the, with the adults, they're loading up the little that's, pumpkins.
4: That's right. I was. Talk- yeah. I stopped to talk to and they, this little boy. was must have been two. Was filling this wagon, I says, I'm going to wait and watch how you help him decide which you're going to keep and which you're not. It looks like they just bought them all.
5: And uh, I was talking to a lady pulling a wagon, she had kids, young kids, and she had about uh, 10 or 15 in there, pumped, a little pumpkin. And uh, she said, i i I said to the kids that they liked the little pumpkins, and uh she said she was getting them for decorations put them up, put them on the mantles and things yeah. like that for decoration yeah. and then they had a a ghost pumpkin in there one one fairly big one but uh they're they're liking those uh like those little ones. Did you see the odd-shaped little ones? That they I had?
4: did. That little boy yeah, was getting a fair share. of the, In fact, he liked he liked the weird ones better than he liked oh, li- those little round orange ones. Okay.
5: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fun to watch the and those those pumpkins. Just I I kind of. I asked him if he liked Halloween or if he just liked the pumpkins, and he kind of pushed me out of the way he was busy with Uh-oh. collecting pumpkins. He didn't want <laughs> to have any philosophical video. talk, you know. Or. <laughs>
3: well, our phone number is 210- You can come by. You can call us. uh, At 1 o'clock, we're going to interview, we hope to, Tony Gatone, who is an author of the book, The Lifelong Gardener, Gardening with Ease and Joy at Any Age. And she's got a great book with some terrific tips on gardening. And it doesn't really matter how old you are. uh, Her tips will make it more enjoyable for you and a little safer and uh it's, it's it's a really fascinating book. I mean, some of the stuff is just kind of like, wow, I didn't think of that. That's a great idea.
4: Well, yeah, what I like about it is that uh, you remain, her, the, the hints she gives and ideas allow you to remain in charge of your garden. Yeah. And we, we have a little tendency, I found myself this too when I retired, you know, just kind of. Overwhelmed, I, and I said, "How in the world did I take care of this two acres when I was working? <laughs> uh-huh. Now, you know, now you're trying to make everything a little more perfect, a little more manicured, uh, but uh, then didn't, it didn't help either this year with all that heat." No, now, that, and that's taken in her book too. She covers that. You got to be a little care, careful when you. Yeah, do
3: that. she does. She yeah. And, and I thought, okay, I'll, we won't spoil it, but we'll uh, if she doesn't talk about it during the interview. I'll tell you some of the ideas that I particularly liked and I thought were like, oh, that's cool, that's a great idea. But uh, we'll talk to her at 1 o'clock, and uh, let's see.
4: We uh, had to come up here. I couldn't, uh, had to get Jerry's help. I couldn't remember the <laughs> product we spray on our peaches, oh, yeah. on our stone fruit, peaches and plums, on November 1st. And uh, the, if you've been watering, your foliage on your peach trees should be really thick. Uh, but about November 1st, you... Uh, that 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 's when we generally uh, want them or encourage them to fall off the leaves, and one of the ways that that 's done is uh, spraying a copperous cocide product cop- yeah. copper hydroxide, which is uh for bacterial diseases
5: yeah, they say that's when you know to spray is when you can blow the leaves off with the spray and uh i th- i think I think that's why. You spray it that time because the leaf scar where the leaf's attached That's to right. the limb this. Is, is where the uh, bacteria is uh, enter.
4: Yeah, you want that happy medium yeah. in there that well timed so that the the material can penetrate, wow. but that it's not uh, the tr- the tree is not uh, susceptible. Right,
5: kind of so. like uh, pruning and uh, oak trees. You so. want to get it while the the uh, wound is fresh,
4: and they had uh, a typical issue. They had uh, you know relatively new orchard. I don't know second year, and they had fruit which they they loved. It was good fruit, but it was all start with uh, stink bugs. The, you know the yeah the yeah, wounds. Yeah. and so they they had relied on neem oil up until. The fruit came, and then they they quit spraying. Well, of course, that's the key time to spray. Once you got the fruit on there, we if it's best for the to control of stink bugs. It's best to spray once a week with a product that's got, oh, uh, well, for instance, malathion and uh, captan in it. And there's a number of those kind of products. Available.
3: Yeah. So what I missed last week, what's come in, what were you all talking about in terms of... Uh, and then I, I have questions on my own about the rose. Uh, <laughs> oh,
5: yeah. I saw your picture of the rose, Milton.
3: Pretty pathetic, huh?
5: I've got a, I've got a uh, remedy. I've got a solution to
3: tell you. <laughs>
5: it's dead as hell, Milton. It
3: just died so suddenly. <laughs> yeah. It's completely dead, Milton. Yeah, so... Uh, if you remember two weeks ago when we tuned in you the rose was half brown and dead now yeah that's what you told us We came back from vacation and it was all brown yeah it looked like a Halloween decoration <laughs> uh, sitting in front of the house Well so but okay. the, the
5: Grandma's yellow is
3: not being affected right Well or just
5: a different container
3: Okay so I've got a picture of the grandma's yellow too now it's oh, in the container no. and it's it's yellowing. Hmm. Uh I'll, I'll have to show you that picture. Hang on, let me find it.
5: The leaves are yellowing.
3: Yeah, it, well, it looks like fall colors. But I don't think do roses do fall colors. No. Okay, I didn't think so.
4: <laughs> uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't sound like root, root rot. Oh, in, good. In terms of the yellow, yellowing. It sounds like either too dry or too wet.
3: Well, and I'm not sure. it Got watered during the time that we were gone. Yeah. Here, see, here's the. Uh, here's well, it was
5: the, cool while you were gone, Melton.
3: Yeah right.
5: It really cooled it off, was it? I really
3: missed that. Are you it, able it, to see it? It got
5: below. It got below a hundred, Milton, while you were Wow. Down.
3: Yeah. Here's the yellow. Here's grand. Here's uh, Grandma's yellow. So it's just. Oh kinda... no. No. What does that mean?
5: Oh hell no.
3: What? You're
5: killing Grandma's yellow.
3: Okay, <laughs> but I can maybe save it with watering it and t- yeah, and care watering of it. it will help. So I was okay. So how do I find out? <laughs> if it's the dreaded cotton root rot well, that did killed
4: them. The, did you pull the plant out? Well,
3: I didn't, because if you were going to gonna tell me today that there was still hope, that uh, I was going <laughs> no, to... There's, there's no, no hope. hope.
4: No, I, I think, I, can't, I, can't I think a, we indicated, uh, like, three, <laughs> four emails there was no hope. There
3: was no hope. <laughs> well, I I chose to ignore that advice. Yeah. When uh, I saw
5: that picture, I said, Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, apparently
3: the lack of water. I looked for
5: the green that you were talking about, Matthew. Yeah,
3: the green was gone. Uh. No, there was some green because.
4: I was trying to remember. Laura Laura
3: decided it was not an attractive thing to have in front of the house. Uh. So she cut it back and she said the brown ones just snapped and the green ones just kind of, they were hard to cut. Mm -hmm.
4: I was trying to remember, Jerry. I think the roses are expressed that uh, cotton thread. Pretty uh, distinctly, yeah, yeah. So that it may, you know, if he if he gets it out of there before it disintegrates, okay, we, we ought to be able to see that in the in the roots. It should be easy to pull, yeah, too. Oh, good, pull okay. up. Okay, well, we
3: were going to water
4: it and then yeah. pull it up. No, just water. Yeah,
3: no. just pull it up. Just well, you it. can water and pull it up. Well, the idea was it would loosen, yeah, and make it easier
5: it. to pull up. Yeah, all you have to do is pull it up.
3: Okay, and look for cottony.
5: Yeah, uh, I'll take a picture uh, of them again. The roots, well, the roots should be
4: uh, uh, kind of tan,
5: tan, well, not
4: the, black. If you oh. get it, if you get it uh, in a peach orchard or even a rose bed, you usually can just push if you just push it, yeah. push it over. Oh wow! And the root uh, is disintegrated. Well, all right. Well,
3: that'll be a test too. <laughs> so what do I put in there if it, if we determine it was? cotton Is it, root? Is it a container? You say no. Oh. oh, and then Laura had a good question too. She was asking if, like on the grandma's yellow, say it was cotton root rat, which I know is in the soil. So you so you don't want to plant anything else that's susceptible in that place. Right. And the yellow rose, the roots went through. Say the roots went through the bottom of the container. Could it get the... Yes. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. If it's with,
5: in the same vicinity as the
3: last one. Well, I mean, it's six to eight feet away.
5: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that uh, Grandma yellow just suffering from... Uh,
3: okay, well, we moved it out of the sun. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. yeah. You, you said it was cool, though, so... When uh, when I was gone for that,
4: well, he's being facetious.
3: I know. It's down
5: uh, below a hundred. That's cool, isn't it?
3: So let's say it is cotton root rot. What do you what do you what do you put in its place that isn't susceptible, or do you just?
4: Well, that's that's the, the sixty four thousand or even more. question. Now, yeah. yeah, because that was the first uh, first uh, research project. I think that yeah. they, they plant
5: pathology group yeah,
4: had for. Uh, so you know, when A and M was organized, they said, "Well, <laughs> take this on, solve that uh, cotton root rot problem." Well, there for you us. go.
5: And they've been working on it for what a hundred years, yeah, so.
3: seventy-five years. So all plants are susceptible to Not, it? Not
4: well. some, some more or less. Than yeah. Um, a lot. Of, a lot of the native plants l- are able to last a little better than than some okay. of the other. Some of the. Other, but yeah, like fruit trees and roses. Uh, they're real susceptible to
5: it. Yeah. I've got uh Unplant Answers as a table. <laughs> okay. There's a table that uh shows this, and I I has I doubt that table, uh it's an old table. But uh that uh, they rate the plants according to their susceptibility to cotton root rot. Okay. Uh, you know, but I, that's so hard to do, especially with cotton root rot. But uh, it's a it's a terrible thing. I, I, when Calvin was talking about uh, pulling the trees up, uh, Doctor Laura Doctor Laura Shreve, who I mentioned often on this program, who's passed away now, uh, convinced the growers to. Uh, to uh, use uh, sulfur, use huge quantities of sulfur to try to lower the pH uh, in the soil, which we've told you you can't do, and uh, so that would inhibit the cotton root rot growth. And, uh, and then he then he used uh, he recommended dwarf apple trees uh, on dwarf dwarfing rootstock uh Marling Merton 9, I think it was. But anyway, <laughs> this this person had some planted, had a whole orchard planted in Ensinale. Uh, in and uh, that's pretty hot, tough weather anyway. But they used to grow a lot of cotton there. So I went down there one day, and they were talking about how their apple trees were looking good. Ah, uh, they weren't dying. Yeah, and so I was walking down the row, kicking the apple trees out of the oh. ground. <laughs> so I kicked about twenty out of the ground. Just, just walking by, kicking them with my foot, and the roots and everything would come up because they were infected uh, or damaged by cotton root rot. And they, they, the the owners finally said, "Would you quit doing that?" I said. This is just; these are gonna die, which they did. Oh. How did I get cotton root rot? Uh, because they had they had planted cotton down there before. Oh, places that, uh, of course, cotton root rot is endemic in the soil. Yeah, it's
4: in a al- alkaline uh, sandy soil. Yeah, it's almost. <laughs> it it, su- it kind of sucks you in. Uh, you know, you you can go for years and not see it and then suddenly it like the, wipes out the apple industry yeah. and hmm.
5: the sad thing about it is it really doesn't show up until the uh uh and in the fruit situation until they have a load of fruit No, oh, and then and uh dr shreve he was all excited about those big clusters of apples on there little on those dwarf apples and he'd show pictures of them. And I said, three. He was a good pomologist. And I said, three. You know, you're supposed to thin those apples. And they're easy to thin with seven. The insecticide seven. And uh, he'd just overfruit them, and they would come down with a cotton uh, faster.
3: Oh, geez. he kill them faster. So, does his stress make it worse? No, yeah. Okay, so the more oh, yeah. the more I didn't water, the more I was making it more yeah. vulnerable. You're well, just, I don't know, your enthusiasm a wee, a seems weak, like you're just a trying. A weak
5: plant is always more susceptible. Okay.
3: I'll have to go to plant answers. And Malcolm
5: time. Malcolm would tell you. Okay. Malcolm back. It
3: is depressing.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it, 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 it took care. It eliminated the cotton industry. For a long period of time uh, it would kill such a large num amount of their acreage and uh, when I did TV i was I stopped at a cotton field mm-hmm. and uh, w- where you you see the big dead spots in the cotton pl- field and uh, oh wow so I got out in the middle of the dead spots <laughs> with uh, with the live spots full of cotton and I pulled them up and showed them cotton root rot in in cotton Hmm. so uh uh it's it's bad in cotton so what they do uh they just there's no cure for it okay so uh they just grow cotton as long as they can until it gets so bad in the field that they have to get acquitted uh, for several years. Now that doesn't get rid of it. I think it can stay there for forever, hundred years,
4: because
5: <laughs> hmm. it's so deep in the soil. Uh, do, you, do you remember what the A and M people came up with? Plant well, pathology people.
4: I just I remember that uh, some some. Uh, Organic gardeners uh, thought it was just if you just put a lot of organic material in yeah. there, you, you'd uh, you might slow it down. And, well, it's got organic material could acidify for a short period of time too. Yeah. So it might contribute, but no, I don't remember what their
5: the A and M recommendations years ago. Now, I'm sure I'm sure they've gotten better. Was to add salt. To the land to the to the ground
3: oh to kill and that,
5: and that would uh, uh, inhibit uh, the uh, cotton rot. yeah it also inhibited plant growth
4: <laughs> yeah I was thinking that well, except you could grow asparagus maybe yeah oh.
5: that's oh. right, that's oh. right. Oh.
3: well wouldn't uh, <laughs> is the idea that eventually the the harm caused by the salt would go away but the cotton root rot would be no, gone too no they didn't have that idea oh okay oh. <laughs> they weird. were just
5: trying to treat the, treat the problem
3: it was neat we you know we drove you know through texas and mississippi and alabama louisiana to, to alabama and you could see different stages of of cotton when you saw it so yeah. you, it looked like texas was done but Alabama, you saw everything from plants that were still coming up, huh? Still coming up, and still had some cotton. They sent to uh, uh, the, a field of cotton was beautiful.
5: Oh yeah, as far as the I could
3: see, it looked like snow on yeah, the ground. Pretty. Uh, and they said that I didn't know this. They they sprayed to defoliate, and then yeah, and then the uh, the harvesters come and get
5: yeah, the, okay. In fact,
4: there's a lot law, laws that.
5: They make it drop the leaves uh, yeah. so it won't get in the cotton.
4: Right. Yeah, there's a, uh, the, I guess it's a, the laws kind of dictate how, what, how you have to take care of the cotton so to, to oh. control all those uh, diseases and bull weevils.
5: Oh, yeah. Dead yeah, has to be gotten out by a certain yeah. time.
4: Well, we, we got in kind of the middle of that. We were using ornamental cotton for some i don't even remember what it was for jerry but we were had it i think it was at one of our offices we were showing these brightly colored cottons mm-hmm. and uh and half good natured uh, uh an ag agent brought it to our attention that we were not supposed to have that at the <laughs> cotton plants at that stage and yeah. oh uh, wow yeah
3: that's
5: for mainly commercial people yeah.
3: and do they burn it do they, after they're no. done picking, do they burn the... Or no, they shred it. They shred, it. shred they it
5: down. Okay. Shred it down. Yeah. Did, uh, did you see any farmers? Um, no. That's because they're all dead. Oh. Yeah, they've been killed by that Roundup. Oh. Glyphosate Roundup. All that cotton you saw... Yeah.
3: ...is weeded... With Roundup? With Roundup. So it's, so it's GMO? It's yeah. A, okay.
5: Huh. So the farmers must be all dead, right?
3: Yeah, well, I, I didn't see any. Kind of sad. It is kind of sad. <laughs> but you didn't see any weeds in the. In I the did field. not see any weeds in the field. There no, you no. Go. So Thank par- you. apparently it worked. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming right up uh, live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. Uh, and uh, come out and visit with us. Looks like the Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts are here, too, selling stuff. And the Terror Train. They've been here every
4: week. Yeah, I think right? so, too. So And... Uh... I think Trace brought it to our attention that the uh, Whopper begonias. There were some Whopper Yeah, that's right. Legendary painters over there. I uh, will have to Did you go check it out? I know I didn't, but I, okay. I should have when I was over there.
3: Yeah, if you get a chance, go check it out, and I'll we'll take a quick break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven more of Milberger's gardening, South Texas, coming up on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulverde Road. All right, it's almost October, but right now the pumpkin patch and monster maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins. All different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween and they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find any place else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique. Get it? Boutique over at Milburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids' pictures uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at Milburgernursery.com. <laughs>
6: Find
3: brand new and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, the, the Answer. I, I can make a segue that all the plants here are good-looking plants, so you, know, you can come <laughs> over. I told Al I was, I've been watching the uh, Ken Burns country music special. Uh, on uh, public television. uh, Did you see it? I've been watching it.
4: Oh, yeah. Have you been watching it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Wonderful.
3: It is really very good. If you haven't watched it, if you have anything on demand or uh, they air uh, episodes throughout, go back and watch it. That song, do you know about that song? This was so funny.
4: I didn't hear that Oh, it was Hey Good Looking. Oh. you
3: remember the story about that? No. So they were talking about Hank Williams and they said Hank had a... Had a tendency to just was a prolific writer and uh, would want to write songs for other people. So he was talking to little Jimmy Dickens, <laughs> he, but he had a bad habit, and he did this to, 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 oh, to, to Jimmy Dickens. He said, he told Dickens to get a piece of paper. He said, You need a hit. Hold on a second. So <laughs> he said, write this down. And he said, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? I mean, just on the spot. Writes it up. And he says, now you need to go record that, and that'll be a hit.
4: Except he did it. He recorded
3: it yeah, Except Hank Williams recorded it himself in two <laughs> weeks. And he said, whatever happened to that song? Oh, I recorded it. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah.
5: L- little Jimmy Dickon used to tell the story about uh, uh, he thought Hank, Williams had lost his mind. He came in talking about he had a new song about an Indian. Oh, collage. Wooden Indian. Yeah. And, and, and Jimmy said uh, later on, of course, it became a number one. And uh, he couldn't believe that uh, he got a hip so- hit song off of, <laughs> song of writing about a Wooden Indian.
3: You know, and that's, uh, at least according to the series... Uh uh, there were songs that they knew were going to be hits, but more so than, than not, the Hank Williams songs that became hits, they were like, Why are you recording <laughs> that? What was the. Uh, oh, I hear the whip or. Wha- yeah. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Right, right. They were like, Why are you doing that? That's not going to make it. That's a terrible song. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Well, I, I think Hank insisted, and he was right. You, All right. you know, Jeremy used to work uh, work with the Hank Williams. Yeah, I was That's wondering. They 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 had they have Holly on there. Uh, they have uh, Hank Williams, Jr. They yeah. have his uh, daughter. I uh, forget her name. Holly is the granddaughter. I was wondering who he worked for. Was it Holly?
5: Or? No, he worked for uh, Jet. Jet? Uh, oh, the was
3: da- his da- daughter. Okay. Uh, Jet. Okay, they there. may have had Jet on there. But, yeah, he was...
5: Yeah. yeah, I, I, I bet that'd good. I should have recorded that.
3: Oh, you should. Well, you can
5: still no, do it.
4: It's 8... Eight uh, shows, two hours
3: each. each. It's a little long. Sixteen hours. So I record it, and we watch it in pieces. But uh, and if you Ken you're Burns in, does a great job of storytelling.
4: Yeah, and if you're into Johnny Cash, that oh, that's
3: what I heard. Don't no ama- spoilers.
4: Don't tell me because a me- amazing story <laughs> up and down, up and down. Yeah.
3: No, yeah. and the Carter sisters and the Carter family. So we got all kinds of stuff mixed in today from that, and we'll do some tomorrow too to encourage you to, to watch something I think you'll like. The music is great, and it's it's. The, the, the behind-the-scenes stories about what's happening with the Grand Ole Opry is great. And so, Anyway, getting back to gardening, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. It was interesting talking about the weather. Uh, Spider-Man uh, took a, a, a different approach after hearing one of uh, my commercials um, the other week, and it's, it was good that um, he was talking about how our weather in San Antonio... Uh, is really difficult on caulking and uh, other things. And so it creates vulnerabilities in your home that through the years that insects can get in. So it may look great, but the insects may have found their way through uh, the vulnerability in the caulking. And the reason that's important to know is the approach that Spider-Man takes is that he's not only going to come and spray, but he's going to look for where those vulnerabilities are so he can help you take care of that and get rid of them Uh, once and for all so if it's bugging you from roaches to ants to scorpions to fleas whatever uh, even the critters out there that uh, they're a little bigger and warm-blooded spider-man can help you get rid of them but also you know that he's going to again look around the house see what's happening where are they coming from how do you make yourself he's going to treat the issue not just solve that one problem for a few weeks but treat the issue uh, to solve the problem. So give him a call. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or gospidermanpest.com.
4: What I appreciate about it, sometimes it forces you into making a decision. He, no. can, he, can, <laughs> yeah, he can take, there can be three options or four options to address the problem you have. Yeah. But he you know he says, well, this one, this one is uh, completely organic control. Yeah, but this is uh, you know less absolute than this one, and uh, if, you know, well, folks, folks have to kind of review the reality and the the research results and make a decision.
3: Yeah, and it comes from experience too, because um, I know that that uh, for a mosquito spray, and he's got the Into Care system, but for a while, uh, and he probably still does. If you want the yard sprayed, he's got to spray that uses oil, and I think he likes it a lot, but there are other, so he'll talk to you about it, but I think there are other systems where they just have not found that the organic, as long as you know what you're getting when you choose it, that's great, but you may not want to choose it, and there are systems where the organic, uh, if you want to choose it, works just as well as the synthetic, and he'll recommend it, so... Uh, yeah, give him a call. You won't. What to a, what a
4: coincidence! That's what Cherry and I try to do with. Yes, the, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Up.
3: No, that's that's exactly right.
5: I'm getting I'm getting worried about my roaches, Milton. Oh no! What's wrong with the your population roaches? Population is decreasing.
3: Oh, you haven't had Spider Man over the house, have you? No. Oh. I don't know
5: if he sneaked over there and <laughs> killed my precious roaches or not. But out yeah. uh, there there's not as many as there used to be.
4: Oh no. It's up and down, you know, it's a one of <laughs> that darn nature it does it, those oh, kind of things.
3: No, oh, no. Um you were talking about the weather. Um See, it's I, cool today. I, it's It's, it's a little, fall.
4: Now be careful, it's a you guys. Fall. They're uh, <laughs> I don't want to chase that rain away, although it doesn't look very much like rain out there <laughs> Should right I now. not bring it up, then? I
5: washed my car yesterday. Did you? Well, Did you wash a, your car? The that Sinisa have been
3: blooming. There you go. Sinisa are oh, go. oh. go. gorgeous. I got an, yeah, uh, I've
5: seen those around town. I got
3: a nasty email from Charles saying the Sinisa are blooming. You need to put up or shut up. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's tough. <laughs> but uh, there have been so pretty, so uh, there is a... Uh, a chance of rain. I think it's now through Wednesday, is what someone told me? Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, today is the highest this afternoon. So uh, And then it looked like if you did the hour-to-hour, hour, as soon as we get off the air, uh, is when the highest probability is for San Antonio. I think it's a 40% chance. Wow. It, go, well, it goes up and down. and then Yeah. So let's uh, so hope we we'll see, see. some rain. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, not only to vindicate the Sinisa, but also we need the rain. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll get,
4: you'll get Absolutely. A, a, a kind of a kick out of the, this. I, I got a kick out of it. I was, uh, Judy and I had made a, a visit uh, to for some treatment and uh, we came out, it was relatively late at night and we came out and uh, it was dark out there and the lights and this water was coming down. And she uh, G- G- says, it's raining. And I said, gosh, that's amazing, because when I went in, it was absolutely dry. <laughs> we walked walked out in it and got drenched. And, of course, we got to the edge of the sidewalk. Oh, no. It was a sprinkler system. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did one of those look around to see if anybody's seen us uh, <laughs> out there uh, r- running through the Frolicking rain. Frolicking in the rain. Yeah.
3: All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. You had another question, um, which some of our uh, listeners might uh, appreciate, too. She wanted uh, plants that were, uh, what, was she trying to put them on a patio or in a container?
4: Well, yeah, they, she wanted them uh, surrounding a uh, bench, bench area or backing up a bench area, and she was not... She wanted something easy to take care of, full sun. Uh, she wasn't fussy about the uh, uh, blooms or not. She just wanted minimal care. I think that yeah. was her
3: biggest priority was...
4: Well, we talked about uh, Salvia Grigiae, and we talked about our... I, th- I thought the the easiest one and the uh, most appropriate one might be uh, you know, dwarf Yopon holly. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's very easy and drought tolerant and uh, so that was that was one of the issues there.
5: You uh, putting it behind the bench or under the bench?
4: Well, it's going to surround the it's it's kind of a border for the patio area. Oh, okay. So it backs up our okay. bench and then goes around the corner. Yeah, your holly would be
3: good. What is that giant? Butterfly on the lantana there.
4: It's called a giant swallowtail. <laughs> yeah, that was,
3: that's pretty. That's that's a big one.
4: Well, they're any place where you got citrus? My my oh, is yard, that right? yeah, and, and of course milburgers is citrus central, so mm-hmm. they're they're here. And they, why is that? They lay their eggs. The only place they lay their eggs. They is lay the their
5: eggs on, the, on the citrus. And oh. the
4: the coolest thing is that they. They don't, uh, when they lay their eggs, they don't overwhelm a plant usually. You get, you might get three or four caterpillars on there. Yeah. uh, And so you can, you know, you can reduce the population to two or three if you want, or you can just leave them without uh, any kind of major threat to your plant. And Uh, what do they
5: look like, Milton?
3: What, the... uh Looks like bird, bird, bird poop. poop, Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's not like you know black swallowtail. You, know, you get those laying egg on your uh, uh, dill or on your parsley. Yeah, the next day it's all there's nothing. <laughs> there's no foliage left on those. They eat the whole thing. But though. these guys are. And, oh, and the uh, I saw monarchs. Started, oh wow! Oh, good. started coming in uh, yesterday. I saw the first ones in my yard, and uh, I didn't
3: know Calvin was going to say this. So, uh, but I will bring it up. Uh, Millburgers this weekend has Texas-grown citrus trees on sale. Get out of Save here! Save twenty percent in the five-gallon for thirty-four point ninety-nine. Can't beat that. Oranges, grapefruits, lemons, satsumas, limes, and more. Would be great in a half whiskey barrel. And by the way, one half whiskey barrels are on sale. Get out of here. <laughs> you can save $15. I just got back. <laughs> uh, they're now forty-four eighty-eight in the half whiskey barrel. Okay. Has, and they've got those cut in half whiskey barrels,
5: too. Oh. Those half? Like, yeah, the half, the
3: half whiskey barrels. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that's on sale. Oh, is it? What did I say? I said, which well, just whiskey barrels. Yeah. Half whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. Landscaper Pride Gardeners uh, Magic Soil uh, for 48 Ground covers ninety eight cents each. Uh, perennials on sale for forty percent. Oh, and I know um, there were. M- Mary did a great children's gardening event today. Yeah, how'd that work out? I think it turned worked out great. She said each kid got a little gift bag with seeds in it for them to plant and stuff. Yeah. And uh, but no, I had people come ask me. I had two people who thought i worked here come ask me they wanted to sign up for the kids event next month uh which <laughs> and so I, they said where do they go sign up and yeah and this is going to be the um it should be the pumpkin painting yeah which will be fun for kids They and do the, that yeah and so um uh yeah you want to call 497-210-497-3760 to make your reservations for that yeah, it's the, during the big mill burgers uh Halloween celebration, uh, which is going to be on the 26th and 27th. But the pumpkin painting for kids is going to be on the um, the 26th and the Saturday. So, yeah. Call, October? October. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, and that's the same day as the blood drive and the big weekend celebration. All this is at MillBurgerNursery.com. We'll, we'll tell you more about it. Well, I'll just tell you real quick while we got a second. The uh, Halloween weekend celebration is going to be a whole lot of fun. With uh, food and uh, face painting, balloon artist, uh, roasted uh, corn, virgin margaritas, the employee costume contest, uh, the moon bounce, the maze, all that stuff, and a whole lot of fun.
5: When is that? That's
3: the 26th and 27th here at the nursery. I want to be here. You're not going to be here? I said I would like to be here. we'll, we'll be here. It's, you, you, we'll, we'll count on Especially you being with here. with all that corn. And stuff. Yeah, we'll count on you being here. Just, okay. All right. And then the blood drive is the same day from 10 to one thirty. So, uh, yeah, so come on out and go to com, but we'll tell you more about it. That's going to be here before you know it. So call and make your reservations
4: for the pumpkin. Just, another event we've been talking about is the... Uh, a design school. Oh, yeah. that's Landscape design school. That will be on October 5th. And that will be at the Botanical Gardens from next Saturday. 830 to 130. Uh, sponsored by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, Saws, and uh, our friends at uh, the Groundwater District here, uh, too, in this area. And for it will be $30 for individual and $50 for two people in the same uh, family. And of course, there'll be uh, lectures on soil and plant choices. You also have uh, some great handouts in color uh, showing all the plants that you can choose from, and uh, available individual discussions with you and and the issues you have in your specific landscape too. That's part of it. That's a neat part of the program. If you want more information, you need to get you need to check out pretty quickly because they'd like to uh the, the next saturday yeah and they'll fill the vacancies but um that's uh gardening dot org
3: Gardeningvolunteers. dot org yeah. is the place to go hey don't forget we're going to speak to tony Gatone, author of the book the lifelong gardener at one o'clock we hope to we uh, just always preface that because some things sometimes things come up uh but she's got this great book and uh we're going to talk to her kind of about it so if you're if you're experiencing aches and pains when you do some gardening, uh, or maybe uh, you're worried as you get older that you're not going to be able to do as much, she's got some great solutions. Uh, relief factor. Uh, relief factor uh. might be one of them, but <laughs> I think she's going to she's going to give you advice on invo- avoiding the pain. Like one of them, she it's like the second page of the book. She's got a woman looking at looking at a ladder, wondering whether she should go up. No. I'll tell you the answer to that. Yeah, she basically says after the age of 60, no more ladders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But anyway, all right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world and how can we help you with your gardening issues. Uh, 210-308-8867. Or toll free if you're outside of San Antonio listening to the show, 866-308-8867.
5: Calvin mentioned he's seen the first Monarch. Well, um, uh, there's going to be some uh, workshops on how to make your yard a haven for monarch butterflies and other pollinators. And uh, that's uh, Saturday, October the 12th. Uh, They've got two sessions at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, Session one is from 1 to 2.30. Session two is from three to four thirty. Uh, so uh, you pay ten dollars when you register on the gardeningvolunteers.org webpage, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, the ten dollars includes entry fee to the entire garden, and they're also gonna have uh, some tour. are gonna have a tour. To show you these these plants, twenty-two
4: specific plants that are yeah. important to the butterflies,
5: and uh, that's by Charles Bartlett and uh, Albert Del Rio. Albert Del Rio. Well, if you're not if you're not around on September October twelfth, mm-hmm. you're up in the hill country. Do you live up there? Uh, we got some listeners up there. Yeah, we do. John Thomas at Wild Seed Farm. Is on the same day, October the 12th, from 9:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. They're going to be uh, tagging monarchs. Oh, cool! To uh, see if they can get past Lukenbach after they release them. That's as far as they've ever had a report of one making it. Huh? I think it's that heavy tag that they put on their <laughs> They just fly around in circles, you <laughs> said. But anyway, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be on the same day, October the 12th, from 9.30 to 2.30 p.m. They're going right. to be tagging and uh, releasing monarchs.
4: Right, all, both of those classes are a real opportunity to learn more about the t- challenge of monarchs. They're, uh, they're this complex lifestyle they have and uh, makes them uh, really uh, challenged in terms of surviving in in our modern world. But uh, the neat thing is that we can, each one of us as gardeners, can contribute to their success. You know, the milkweed is easy to put in our landscapes and uh, just by juggling or uh, being careful in how we use pesticides we can uh, uh, contribute to that uh, success in the of the monarchs, they come through in the spring, going up north, and then they come back uh, going south this time of the year. So we're we're in an ideal place to contribute to their success. Yeah. But to go to one of these classes to learn, or go uh, plantanswers.com. We got lots of information on there on the butterfly issue, and uh, if they want to get in. Uh, if they want to really get involved in some of those initiatives that the cities and the universities yeah. are doing, they just go to the internet and you can just go monarch butterflies and yeah. lots and lots of information there.
5: Yeah. Uh, Calvin got a good good a great article written specifically for San Antonio. That's what I like about his article. One the one thing I like about his article mm-hmm. is that uh he he really key, uh, hones in on the San Antonio situation. He says, uh, don't fertilize brown grass. Oh. See, that's a question I had. That's all I got is brown grass. Is, have you fertilized it? Yeah, no. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and he says that brown grass doesn't take up uh, fertility.
4: Up to nitrogen. Fertilize it like,
5: fertilizer like uh, green grass does. And
4: it's kind of an opposite. A lot of people, live, well, we hear we hear this every day. If something's brown or something's dying, the first thing people want to do is For fertilize. Yeah. It, it, that's not a, an efficient way to do it. It just doesn't work. For
5: brown lawns this year, it may not be efficient to fertilize. Okay. okay. Calvin went to school for years to learn that,
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> little did he know he would have use for it, yeah uh, in his uh uh after school profession
4: we're all yeah but, uh, we, I've
5: never seen that in the paper. Have you ever put that in the paper?
4: I don't know, I know you and I've talked about yeah, it, yeah yeah, we talk about it a lot but then we go then we go on in this article to talk about. Normally, we recommend
5: pre-emergent herbicide, yeah, yeah, a
4: month ago, but it may <laughs> it may be uh, get some a, use out of it. Yeah, you could. Uh, this may be appropriate for you, even though it's uh, normally late. Uh, this may really address an issue because the minute that cool weather comes and that rain comes, that bare ground out there, yeah, that brown grass we're talking about is going to be. Loaded with the winter weeds.
5: With just a little uh, rain that I, I had a spotty shower in my yard, about, I guess it was an inch and a half, two inches.
4: Oh, that's great. I wish and I had that. The
5: next day, that green grass was uh-huh. popping up. But uh, uh, it's back back to brown now. I mean, it's uh, showing brown. Uh I was am was getting scared or worried that I'd lost my grass. I mean, it was just solid brown, and uh, but I, that that rain always makes fo- is food. This, is this is this
4: your Bermuda or is this your? Uh, it's Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine. town Yeah, even th- I think I m- mentioned mentioned in there or maybe l- last week, but the, even the. San Augustine is pretty darn tolerant, and you're yeah, you know you can go three four weeks, and it'll uh, come back pretty quickly. No, it's not as tolerant as Zoysia or Bermuda, but uh, as our research several years ago indicated, uh, there's uh, at least one Floratam, one San Augustine grass that can can outperform yeah uh, Zoysia grass.
3: Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. All right, it's almost October, but right now the pumpkin patch and monster maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins. Unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween, and they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find anyplace else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff you find it in the boutique, get it, boutique over at Millburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids. Pictures uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at millburgernursery.com.
6: call my own, hot diggity dog, when the lights are low and we're all alone, hot diggity dog. She winds her arms around me tight, I almost have a fit, then I feel like a stick of dynamite, after the fuse is
3: lit. When
6: I met my hey, mate, welcome back to
3: Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. There's your little Jimmy dog. Dickens. Little Jimmy? That's little Jimmy Dickens, uh-huh, yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, don't forget, uh, our uh, guest will be Tony Gatone, uh, after the top of the hour news, and talk about her book, and her website too, uh, The Lifelong Gardener is the name of the book, I think you'll enjoy the interview, because uh, uh, she's a passionate gardener, who, and this, may, this story may resonate with you, who... Uh, basically, because of chronic back problems, was being kicked out of her garden—the thing she loved to do. <laughs> she couldn't do, and so yeah. she, uh, rather than—well, we'll let her tell the story. It's amazing
4: now. when Milton has read a whole book. Of, I don't know How about that. Yeah. He said he's up to or page. or watch TV. Yeah, he's up to page twenty-nine now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
5: You know, well, I got Little Jimmy Dickens on my
3: unplanned on answers.
4: You do? What's Little Jimmy? What's he singing?
5: Front page.
3: Okay. He's
5: introducing Jeremy.
3: Oh, how cool is that? Well, yeah. he was very complimentary to Jeremy, wasn't he? Yes. If I remember correctly.
5: He promoted
3: his first album. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean... And I've
5: he, got when he died on there. He
3: head. is country music royalty. I mean, he is... There
5: you uh, go. Yeah, he was a pistol.
3: All right. Too, uh, he was The interviews were hilarious. He was just having a great <laughs> time and basically, you know... Very self-deprecating, very yeah. humble. Yeah. And, all right, 2103. Jump the, tra-
5: jump the tracks
3: again. Oh, no. What does that mean?
5: When I uh, read his article about lawn fertilization, I was also looking at my uh, uh, Neil Sperry newsletter today and uh, for the week. And he says, fertilize lawn Shrubs, ground covers, and annual plants with high-quality, high all-nitrogen lawn food containing up to half its nitrogen in slow release. Uh, this feeding is critical to the vigor of your lawn and landscape. And Calvin writes, which I agree with, uh if you've been able to irrigate your lawn, it's relatively green. It's time for fall fertilization. Fertilizing with a winterizer product with the 312 ratio. That's the ratio. That's not the analysis. Alright, we got
3: 10 seconds. Oh no. Well you want to come back to this? Uh 18, 6
5: 18612.
3: All right. We'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867-210-308. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on the Answer.
1: Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas once again. Doctor Jerry Parsons, Doctor Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on nine thirty a.m. The Answer.
3: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer broadcast live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 Am Verde Road. And as uh, it did work out this time, everything is cool. Sometimes guests, uh, anyway. Uh, but Tony Gattone is on the line with us. She's the author of the book, The Lifelong Gardener. And uh, Tony, did I pronounce your last name right? Uh,
7: it's actually more musical. It's Tony Gattone.
3: Tony Tony. oh, that's cool. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I like that a lot better. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> well, welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. On the right-hand side of your radio is Dr. Calvin Finch. On the left-hand is Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we've been all enjoying the book and the information. Um, I guess the first question, because I think the, the guys are going to get into specifics, is um, what led you to write the book? Because I think that was a fascinating story.
7: Well, it was really, um, I inherited a lot of wonderful things from my Italian mother. Uh, her bad back was not one of them. <laughs> and my back just used to go out, and one time in particular, it was out for weeks. And I was lamenting over the fact that I couldn't go out and deadhead my roses. And I thought if there was just some way I could find a way to adapt And then I remembered an article I read on adaptive gardening. So I took another pain pill, made it to my office until I found the article, and uh, spent the rest of the time researching this and quickly realized that I'm not alone, that there are millions of people um, who have bad backs and bad knees, shoulders, hips, whatever, that keep them from doing what they love to do, which is being out in the garden.
3: Yeah, and and I know from doing this show that that folks, uh, I mean, this is a, a a big part of their life, and so if the the information in your book, uh, and I'm guessing some of them have uh, thought that okay, now I have to decrease this, or I can't be out in the garden anymore. But you give great tips on on things to do. But I think the uh, the first tip is to kind of accept the fact that you you know this mm-hmm. is this is the new normal.
5: Well, uh, that you're old,
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> or that you that you have some uh, some issues that keep you from uh, doing things the way you you would either would like to or that might you might have done in the past.
4: Yeah, there's some opportunity. Sure. I, li- I like the idea in the book that there there's some lots of opportunities for compromise and continuing to be in con- complete control. That if you get to this point. Uh, like your ba your back is bad, it's you don't have to say it's a complete defeat. You don't have to, you know, hang your head and say, What's my life? My life is not gonna be worth it anymore because I can't garden. So that that that's just just the idea of having that option and that kind of attitude, it seems to me that's as important for the uh for your health as it is for the, the gardening.
7: Precisely. And Yeah, you know, I didn't, I don't get into gardening 101 in this book at all. Um, I, because I feel like, uh, you know, most gardeners that are lifelong gardeners, they know how to garden. My goal with this book is to help people stay in the garden despite what may be going on with their bodies. How
4: about, how about those gardeners? You know, we, we talk about on this show a lot about, uh, that, 50% 50% of the population or 60% of the population that are just uh gardeners in their mind or they're going to garden someday <laughs> uh, and they just you know are faithful listeners to the show or participants but how, how does how does your your book important for them too if they you know they get to the point where, where they uh, were expecting, you know, they retired, they were expecting to be a to garden, and now they've come to the realization that they're older, older and have some physical limitations. Is that...
7: Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I think it's important. I'm sorry, please. No, go ahead. Well, I, I think what's important is for people of all ages and all abilities, to know that there are ways to get around it. So it's important for gardeners to be able to accept what is and find other ways to get it done. Um, And it doesn't just have to be for older people. I mean, you know, we all know people who are younger than us that may be wheelchair-bound, or people who just, you know, their bodies started giving them pain, you know, faster than other people. Um, It it really doesn't matter. But, I mean, it's about planning for the future, even if people are just thinking about going out to garden. Um, It's about, instead of putting in raised beds that are eight inches off the ground, make those raised beds be elevated so that they're waist high. Um, And then that way you can garden by sitting down or standing up.
3: Yeah, that is, was I, I, that was yeah. one of the ones I, of the of the tips I thought that uh, that was real good too, so that people could enjoy it. Um, do you find that there's a little bit of I think you address this a little bit, the little psychological element too, and kind of accepting that you know the new norm. Uh
7: huh. I think that's yeah. really key. Um, I think that you know it's easy for people to uh, you know get depressed if the their body isn't working, or, or whether it's their body, you know, maybe they've just experienced some kind of loss or some kind of limitation. And what I suggest to people is to find ways to grow your resilience, because, you know, we live in a very complicated world right now. Is that the same as they're just drinking
4: with- more? No. <laughs>
7: Well, that That can help.
3: That's your resistance. But uh, But you're increasing your resistance the more you're uh, That's
4: always on the Minnesota list, you know, just drink more Irish whiskey or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
7: mm -hmm. But it's about, you know, controlling what you can control and creating a life that is comfortable and and happy um, is about, that's my bottom line is I I want people to if you're experiencing pain. Um, you know, pain doesn't have to be bad. You can take that pain and turn it into wisdom. And and so that's kind of the psychological aspect that I'm wanting to bring to readers in the book and, and at, at the talks that I give around the country.
4: I, I like the the part two where the the enlist Enlist those friends. You know, we're really into the the master gardeners here and the gardening volunteers of South Texas. And that that the way you describe your circle and the contributions they make to each other uh, just seems like you know it seems like we should you know we have specialists in all the different horticulture areas. There's another one you know transitioning to an older gardener or something like that. That that's a great Mm -hmm. great
3: theory. Um, talking yeah. to Tony, G- Tony Gattoni, who is the author of The Lifelong Gardener, Gardening with Ease and Joy at Any Age. Uh, Tony also has a website, too. Let me uh, bring the website up, uh, which is easy to remember. Uh, it is, where, there you go, <laughs> com, but T-O-N-I-G-A-T-T-O-N-E, uh, dot com, and she's got a blog that she does and uh, the books and some speaking engagements and stuff. Are you going to be uh, around San Antonio anytime soon? Can we get you here?
7: Well, I I would love to come to San Antonio. I've never been there. I've been as far as uh, Lubbock and
3: Dallas. Ah, uh, Come a little so further east. Bring me, yeah, we, we got, yeah, uh, we got bring, Lubbock bring beat. Bring me on down. <laughs> um, <laughs> So do you have a, a favorite tip that you like? And I'll tell you the one that the guys immediately uh, – bef- well, I'll ask you the question, and then I'll interrupt you, uh, Tony. No, okay. that the guys immediately latched onto. In fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a caller uh, who uh, whose voice sounded a little older than, than some, and <laughs> he wanted to know about trimming something, and he uh, I think at the end of the call, he said, all right, so I can trim that myself, at which point – Uh, I think Jerry jumped in and, well, how are you going to do that? I'll just get on my ladder and do that. And Jerry was like, well, how old are you? And he said, well, i am just turned 80. I I think at that point everybody on the porch where we broadcast from cringed. And, uh, uh, yeah, that resonated. I think Jerry's advice is the the hospital bill is going to be much more than paying someone to – uh, exactly. Come and help you with that, uh, but you 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 kind of recommend no ladders after sixty. Do I remember correctly?
7: Well, you know, I mean, I think I think what's important is for gardeners to get in touch with, you know, how is their balance? Um, how is their their? Do they have decreased muscle strength in their hand? Um, you know, I, I think that you know my my doctor um, told me that people over sixty-five years old. The number one cause of them going into the ER is falling off the ladder. Oh, wow. So I suggest, (laughs) yes, I suggest getting a step stool that has a real sturdy grab bar. It's not Mm going to bring you up as high. Uh, But then there's also those long reach pruners that you can use. Um, And if all else fails, talk to your friends, get a name of a recommendation, and hire somebody to commit to it for you.
3: Yeah. What are some other tips you know, that really made a difference? You've mentioned that. You've mentioned uh, elevating the uh, the garden to, to where you can stand by it, if that's something that, that would help you out, where you can stand sure. or sit and garden. What are some other tips that you really like?
7: Well, I think it's important that people understand that it's the repetitive uh, movement that causes pain. So switching it up from uh, different chores and not doing anything for more than – 20 30 minutes, for example, if you're going to go out and rake up some leaves, do it for 20 or 30 minutes, put the rake down, and go over and do something else that involves a different muscle groups. And then that way, you're I not usually pass out. out. <laughs> you usually pass out. Well, that's one way of working, you know. Do you do you pass out in a, in a shaded spot? Yeah,
3: <laughs> as long as you're passing out in a shaded spot, where. Uh, yeah, and actually you worked. bring yeah, you bring that up too is you know uh, proper headwear, sunscreen, and be uh, as one of our hosts, I won't mention which one <laughs> mentioned that the heat can, can wear you out quicker than you think.
7: Most definitely. I mean there's you know the, the whole aging, the joys of aging, you know I mean number one, our skin gets thinner and we get those ugly purple marks on our skin. Uh, from any kind of thorns, and then the other thing is that we just can't tolerate heat and humidity like we used to. So it's important for gardeners to really think about, you know, how they're going to garden, what what needs to be done, can you do it in smaller bite-sized pieces rather than trying to go out and garden all day, and can you do it, say, first thing in the morning or later in the afternoon when it's a little bit cooler?
4: Yeah, so, so, so you it's all can, about you're taking
7: care of ourselves.
4: Yeah, you you kind of change the the direction. the The challenges are not f- for me to go and work th- three four hours on the particular task. The challenge is for me to to figure out a healthy way to do it, a way that's yeah. that's pretty versatile and is uh, innovative and get that same job done but not have it uh, be a threat to uh, to our health.
3: And stretching exactly. a little bit.
7: Yes. Yes. No, um, in, in the book, I, hire, I asked a, a friend of mine to identify um, eight different stretching exercises that gardeners can do prior to going up. And the intention is to help them to warm up their body before they go out. And, you know, and if stretching isn't your thing, turn on some great music and boogie for five, ten minutes before you
2: go out. <laughs> or, get those muscles warm.
7: Last, yeah, get the muscles warm. On my last uh, radio interview I did in, in Columbus, the guy was saying, well, they don't have to turn the music when they off when they go outside. Let that music play the whole time you're gardening.
3: <laughs> Actually, it's a
7: great idea.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, why well, nice the nice thing about living in Texas, you can warm up just by walking out the front door, <laughs> that's
4: a different With warmth. They're nice, <laughs> and if you're lucky, you've I got a, you. you got a, a little dogs like my West Highland Terriers who make it real clear when <laughs> when I've been out in the heat long enough. Is
5: that right? Yeah, they're oh. not,
4: they're not interested. They they, oh, they want to stay with me, but oh, they're, they're not interested <laughs> in being outside. Yeah. Tony
3: Gatoni is our guest. She is the author of The Lifelong Gardener: Gardening with Ease and Joy at Any Age, and uh, she's also online at tonygatoni.com, t o n i g a t o n ecom You were going to say something Tony I interrupted you.
7: Well, it's, it's, he does that a lot. <laughs> it's two
3: T's. Gatoni is with two T's. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's see. I was going to ask you, too. Um, yeah. When you do speaking engagements and stuff, like you were in Columbus and, and you mentioned, what do folks tell you, like, their favorite tip is? Or that do they, do they, I'm willing to bet that, that they come to you almost like a preacher and just, oh, I, I didn't do this. I wouldn't. And now I tried this one thing. It just made all the difference. Do you have a, do you get stories like that after reading your book?
7: Well, I, I think so. I mean, it's it, you know, at some point I should probably count up all the tips, tools, and techniques that I talk about in the book, but there's probably hundreds in there. So there's there's no one oh, yeah. thing. Um, you know, I I think one thing that most people can agree on is the concept of right plant, right place,
6: mm-hmm. and that
7: comes from my master gardener training. So I'm sure you're aware of it. Um, of when people go go into your nursery, do they take the time to figure out how tall, how big and bulky that plant's going to be in three years? Because people can save an awful lot of time and money by only planting the plants that are really going to be successful in that spot. <laughs> and, yeah, we... you know, I mean, most, most nurseries, you walk in and you get seduced. You fall in love with these gorgeous plants, and then you bring it home and say... Ah, now where
4: am I going to put this? <laughs> well, we've got the special emphasis here in San Antonio, South Texas, that water is a big issue for us. So water conservation mm-hmm. is uh, always has to think, and timing is important. The right uh, varieties of, of plants are important, and sure. uh, so that you know that that's another factor that uh, has to be right in the middle of. Uh, it gives us uh, gives us uh, some challenges. Those of us recommending, yeah, uh, how to garden or how to be successful at gardening, because we uh, we uh, constantly looking for uh, new new techniques and also new plant varieties.
3: Well, Tony, what what else? What's what's next going on in your world? Are you working on another book now? Or are you going to cover some? Oh, other no. stuff or just promoting this. Oh golly,
7: <laughs> this one mm-hmm. just launched um, the middle of August. And okay. um, it's been, I'm you know I'm doing all these radio interviews and speaking gigs and, and and book signings. So um, I don't I don't think I'll be doing another book for a while. I want to make sure that uh, I can share this message with as many gardeners as possible. Okay. Um, and it's it's through shows like yours that that helps to get the word out because I think it's an important message, and I oh. I, I want to be able to let. Other people know that they can keep gardening for life with ease and joy for as long as they want.
3: That's What will people find on your, I'm sorry, yeah, that, that is the key. What is, what is, what will folks find on your website?
7: Well, they can find out, you know, they can read my blogs, blocks, they can, um, they can find out what my, you know, my whole passion was for starting uh, speaking and, and for writing this book. Um, they can And they can find out um, how to, they can order my book. I can actually autograph it for them. And oh, send very it to cool. Them because it makes for a great Christmas present. And I've got probably 10 or 12 tools on there um, that I sell through as an Amazon affiliate so that I don't have to do the inventory. Um, and I'm going to be adding quite a few more tools. Uh, to my website in the coming weeks and months, but there's some great tools on there that they may not be able to find at their local nursery.
3: Very, very cool. So uh, we'll uh, yeah. uh, again, Tony T O N I G A T T O N E. dot com is the website. Nobody had that domain. Nope. No, I. Um, and one more question, and we'll let you go. We're talking to Tony Gattoni, uh, author of the uh, book uh, entitled uh, The Lifelong Gardener. We've mentioned the website, too. But I want to do this for the guys, too, because we uh, there are two good gardening groups in San Antonio, um, our Master Gardeners and our Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, amongst other uh, great clubs and organizations. Uh, that we, we talk and promote about, you have even a chapter as to, to why to become a master gardener. You want to address uh, getting out there and, uh, and, and that issue of why you should join groups that, that are going to teach you more about gardening and be social?
7: Well, yeah, I, because I think, I think Barrine and I think I, I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, as people retire, you know you, you find your your communities tend to get smaller. Um, and maybe you tend to be more isolated. I've talked to a lot of people who have retired, and they said it's the worst thing I've ever done because I never get out of the house. Yeah. So I suggest to people to join a garden club, um, get a plot at a community garden, or become a master gardener um, because it is such a joy to be able to go out into your community and to run in people that you know. And you know the whole thing with being a, a master gardener is that you volunteer your time, and so you go out on projects. So you're doing gardening with other people that you didn't know before, which is fun. You know you're creating new relationships, mm-hmm. um, and then there's always continuing education, so that you're always keeping your mind sharp by learning new things. That's so a good I point. think being a master gardener is a is a, a complete joy. I went on an inactive status when I wrote the book and now I'm back into it and it's and it's so much fun seeing everybody again. It's great
3: very cool yeah Tony I'm thank you thank you so much for coming on the show. We sure enjoyed the interview and the book is again I, I was reading it and there were certain tips that you'd see and you'd go or I'd go oh that just makes sense that's so much easier pvc pipe that's the one, that's the one that i like oh, the, the most so far <laughs> for
7: the no bend the no bend seed planter yes
3: yeah yeah that there's was that just there's a
7: lot of great ideas in there yeah. of how to how to adapt your tools and then there's just lots of ergonomic tools that i have found on the market so it's all very good.
3: cool we'll yeah. talk to you soon tony thanks again for coming cool. on the show
7: thank uh, you you'll so find- much
3: you bet. You can find the book, uh, local booksellers, on Amazon. Uh, you can buy it from Tony at TonyGatoni.com, T-O-N-I-G-O-T-T-O-N-E.com. Thanks very much for her. The book is entitled uh, The Lifelong Gardener, Gardening with Ease and Joy at Any Age. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Hope you enjoyed uh, listening to her. We'll be back in a moment, 210-308-8867. If you've got a tip, too, by the way, I want to talk about uh, what you've done uh, to, to help uh, you garden and kind of overcome physical challenges and stuff, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. All right, it's almost October, but right now the Pumpkin Patch and Monster Maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween. And they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find place else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique, get it, boutique over at Millburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids' pictures, uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at millburgernursery.com. I've got a home in
4: that rock, don't don't you see? I've got
7: a home in that rock, don't you see? Got a home in
3: that rock, just be the I oh, And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. That's the Carter family. Uh, we're playing music from the Ken Birds Country Musics. Did you have a question, ma'am? They do. Um, if you can't find someone out here walking, try just go inside and tell them at the register. They'll find somebody for you. Oh, there you go, in the hat. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You had a question. We were, Oh, and there's Claudette, too. She can help him. Uh, but anyway. Oh. oh um the um talking to tony calvin got a question off the air uh a woman who was getting some lantanas and stuff what what was was a lot
4: of lantanas yeah
6: she she,
4: uh... insisted that her her, uh, lawn had died oh and i tried to talk her into it's just brown from the uh the heat and lack of water and she, she said she didn't think so she thought it was <laughs> no. I told her to try the our experiment you know where you water take yeah. a little square and water it what kind of grass did she have? do you know she she had one of the varieties of San Augustine grass okay and uh, she uh, she didn't roll it uh, and it's just one oh year. this was just replanted yeah just now that, and that that you know I kind of revised my uh, <laughs> thought that maybe it maybe it was in a worse state than I thought it was yeah. because it's it's only if it's only a year old and it's in this kind of weather and she didn't roll it. Yeah. Uh then then it could have it could have died because would, the key thing is you would need to get that root system. Yeah, mine
5: my Saint Augustine is uh not only is it Floratam, it's been there
3: forty years. Forty years old. Yeah. Hey, uh, Robert's question may be along these same lines, too. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Robert. How can we help you today? Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas.
6: Well, I just want to say welcome back to a broadcasting legend. No, oh, my no goodness.
3: Way.
6: Who's coming? <laughs> well, the thing is, I do have experience with brown grass. I don't have much experience with much else on this show, but I have experience... And it was either dig it up or try to save it. Well, I tried to, we discussed how we would try to save it. And so all I can, the reason I called is if you're willing to stand out there every morning with the hose and drench that grass with water, it's going to take a while, but you'll eventually, the reason I call, you will eventually bring it back and it'll eventually be whole and beautiful. Beyond your wildest dreams. What more can I say than what I just told you? So, if you're willing to stand <laughs> with the hose, maybe, maybe in the evening too, but definitely in the morning when it's cool, just just stand there and drench that grass with the hose. Just stand there. Well, and, and if do you're
4: it. if you're real lucky, then maybe it'll, it'll rain will do that. Yeah, mm, That's,
6: that, and the rain never. will help. But I'm saying, yeah. But I I was doing it in a hard time of year to do it. You know, like August or whatever. But uh, it looks, uh, it, the thing is, it looks hopeless for a long time. It looks like you're really wasting time. But you'll notice a little improvement, and that'll keep you going. And like I say, eventually, you'll bring it all the way back. So Good I mean, for you. So, cause you're, Good deal, right? That encourages. That the encourages that it, us. It, yeah, that's why I called, because the the point was that fertilizer didn't work, correct? Right. Right. That's the point. It needs water. You know, it'll take care of its other problems, but right now it just needs lots of water.
3: Okay. Thanks
5: for calling, I'm uh, glad you had that
6: good experience, take take Robert. Care.
3: Thanks for the nice words. <laughs> All right. To, uh, I think he was talking about me. <laughs> or that other veteran broadcaster that came yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Oh, hey, Roy's on the line. He's got a uh, gardening experience with his back. Hey there, Roy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Fine.
8: How you all doing? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I want to tell you how I do part of my garden. It helps my back. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I sure. Ha- I have, I have uh, two rows of cinder blocks. I think it's four each. And standing up on their ends, eight feet apart, and I put uh, landscape timbers across them, and then I put these plastic wading pools on top. And of course, they oh. got holes in the bottom, and fill them up Say with again, uh, what good. what
4: did you put on top? A uh, plastic wading pool. Wait-
3: yeah. Oh. So you raise it I to have, your level.
8: Right, and I have raised everything except okra in it, and it, it works great. I got right now. I got six kinds of peppers in there, and. Uh, all kinds of stuff. It really does work. You don't have to bend over.
3: Yeah, that's a good That's a good, good idea. idea. Yeah. How do you do drainage, or do you have to just punch holes in the...
8: I, I, I punch several holes in it with a screwdriver, and it works out. Okay. And i So grow what, lettuce what have winter. you... I'm
3: sorry, go Roy. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry.
8: I just said I grow lettuce in the wintertime and radishes and everything you can think of.
3: Huh. I was trying to think... Uh... Yeah, what what else do you grow so uh, people may hear it and go, oh well, if he can do that and that, then yeah, I can too.
4: Well, even uh, uh, even container gardening can be help.
8: Yeah, I've done that too. I got right now I have twelve, uh, Ichabon eggplants in five gallon containers, and they're about five feet tall. And I just picked the eggplant this morning. They grow so well in those, and uh, they've been uh-huh. doing all summer.
4: So what do you what do you use that much eggplant for?
8: Huh. I just boil them like you do anything else, vegetable okay. and a little bit of butter and stuff on them. They're good. I love them.
5: Wow. <laughs>
4: you you and my wife. Uh, yeah. I never uh, – <laughs> she disguises, uh, you know, we get these dishes that uh, – it doesn't take long for me to detect <laughs> eggplant in there.
5: Do, <laughs> do, do, do you use the uh, Japanese type, Ichabon and that type, yeah, ichabon, or do ichabon, you ichabon. Use, just the
8: black bond, beauties. bond all I grow. Okay. I get I, f- play I, off of found, I
5: found that they're easier to get out of the garbage disposal if you use <laughs> Icabon. Oh,
3: man. I don't I think Roy's be. taking them. I don't think Roy has enough time. I think he's eating them too quickly before he puts Well, Roy, just, don't,
4: just ignore him because he doesn't even like <laughs> rutabagas. Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> Could you use Roy's no. method for rutabagas?
4: Why would you? Yeah, disguising. I mean, you don't need to disguise the root taste. No, the root. you
3: raise the uh, in the in the swimming pool, so that you can. Uh, oh yeah, so you, you pay can pay grow it, them. You yeah. don't have to bend over. Yeah. So how did you discover that idea? Did you read it, or did you just go, "Hey, you know what? If I did this and this, it might work."
8: I just thought about it myself. I mean, it's probably on the internet. I'm sure, but it works out great for me. I've had the same pool for about four years. They haven't come apart yet. Wow! They don't so what? What forever. is
4: what is the the support underneath it? Oh, it?
3: cinder blocks, cinder blocks, uh, and
4: railroad ties.
3: Okay, La- so landscape timbers.
4: Oh, landscape timbers. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they're side That's, by what's, side what's, up. that's what's holding it up.
8: Huh? And that works you, out real good. It,
4: doesn't that thing hold a
5: lot of mix?
8: Yeah, that's the expensive part. <laughs>
3: but
5: okay. You to, so
8: you just keep adding on to it every every time, every little bit.
3: Is there a gap in the center or I guess you're using the, the landscape timbers that kind of weaves it so that you're having something to place the pool on Yeah well,
9: yeah, yeah they
8: will go, go right through out. those I mean they're not they're not solid across but Yeah you
3: know yeah.
8: you
5: never you never walk on it or get in the floor. Oh no no
8: way <laughs>
6: uh, Very cool. One more thing. So that one more. Thing.
4: I've seen people to try to do that too, where they tried to make it too wide. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. but you you gotta. How how wide are yours, Roy?
8: Oh God, they're probably I guess four feet, maybe not even that okay. much. You can walk all the way around. So, you can reach across it.
4: So you can reach uh yeah, either side. You can reach in. Sounds good. Hey, I'm glad yeah, you called more. in, Roy. That was helpful.
8: I got one more thing. Uh, sure. The the uh, Tycoon tomato plants. Are they going to make that seed anymore? Do you know?
5: So far, what kind is Tycoon? It? tycoon.
8: Oh yeah, got, do you like that? Do you like that old variety? I'll tell you what. That's my favorite. I found out this year because I've grown it <laughs> in, in uh, five-gallon pots, and that's the only tomato I've brought all the way through the summer. And they're, they're blooming now again. Got all kinds of new growth on them, and I thought they were determinate, but uh, they're really going.
5: Yeah, they're semi-determinate. Yeah.
8: Did, did you know? Don't
5: you notice that uh, off taste when you're eating them? <laughs> I didn't you like the it.
8: taste of them. Uh, better than the grocery store, I will tell you that. Oh, yeah. okay.
4: You and you and Steve Brown. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, Steve was sold on those guys.
4: Yeah. Man. I. You know, we we went through heck trying to talk them into every year to try the new yeah. rodeo tomato. But, why? Why would I want to try it? I like tycoon. <laughs>
5: yeah I, uh, the 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 greenhouse grower that i'm working with down south uh last year all of his tomatoes died from that virus uh, yeah. except for taiito hmm. so this year when uh I was taking him tomatoes down he said don't bring anything but tycoon. <laughs> so uh I had to bring him all tycoon. Huh. So yeah,
8: the only one I've been able to bring all the way through the summer and tomatoes, I've never been able to do that before.
5: Yeah, so so uh, so far we haven't gotten the notification we did last year, but uh, we hadn't gotten a notification that they're not going to have tycoon seed this next year. Next I'll period.
8: save some seed just in case. I don't know if it's going to do any good or not. But that's a good idea. So, there were, anyway, And my last right. thing I want to tell, tell you guys, last thing is, uh, when I was a kid, back in the 60s, uh, there was a professor out of the University of Toronto in Canada, and he was looking for people to tag the Monarchs, because they didn't know where they were going back then. So I got involved with them, and uh, as far as I know, I'm the only one that was tagging them in this area here, and the tag was just a little bitty old tag like you see on a fruit of some kind, like an avocado or something like that, a little sticky tag, and we would bend it over the front wing of the Monarch, rub off a little scales, a little patch of scales off, and wrap that around their wing, and it had a number on it, and then we would turn that log in at the end of the year, send it up there, too, so they would know where they went. Uh, I was involved in that many years ago.
3: Where was it? The butterfly? Yeah, Uh, so he was tagging like they do at at Wild Seat. In Canada, though,
4: right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, now, so those, that, those those Canadian monarchs were, were were probably some of those that we would see in, now in no, San yeah. Antonio.
9: Well, I was
8: tagging down here. Yeah, really? When they came down here, I tagged them.
4: And oh, oh okay. You were. They tagging didn't know where they them. were going. Yeah.
8: <laughs> so I just Very know, neat. I'll let y'all know.
3: Yeah, thanks, Roy. It's
8: Great, pretty. Roy. Right.
5: It's pretty it, it was pretty hard to get those tags off the butterfly wings, wasn't it? <laughs>
8: yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. They stick on pretty think, tight. Okay. Thanks all for right. calling. Thank Fantastic. you, Roy. Right.
4: Thanks for the thanks. information, bye. Roy. You take sure. care.
3: All right, bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, let me tell you a couple things that are on sale. We mentioned that the woman was buying a lot of lantana. Uh, there is probably a reason, and that is that Lantana is 40% off in the one-gallon container. And actually, all the perennials in the one-gallon container. Fresh shipments arriving weekly of all your favorites, from Pombago to Salvias, Lantanas, Rosemary, Dwarf Mexican, Petunia, Skullcap, and more. you ready? One-gallon, regularly $6.99, almost, uh, almost $7. There you not, go. Uh, on sale for $4.18 each, which is a great price, or 5 $20. And maybe that's why she's buying so many. Uh, we mentioned the citrus, which is on sale for 20% off in the five-gallon container. One-half whiskey barrels are on sale for 44 dollars regularly $60. Uh, the foundation and landscape shrubs are on sale. So you mentioned the dwarf yopon holly. All right. So Japanese boxwood, dwarf burford holly, dwarf yopon holly, uh, waxleaf, ligustrum, variegated, uh, Legustrum and red tip petunia on sale in the three gallon for eleven eighty eight. Herbs are on sale in the four and the four and a half inch pots for uh, just a dollar eighty eight. Uh, crotons, yeah, are on that's sale. The, no, I was going to mention that's the win. first
5: time I've ever seen crotons be yeah. on
3: uh, on on sale here. And they got a lot of variety in beautiful ten inch pots, and uh,
5: they're they're great for fall.
4: Uh, th- yeah. They'll
5: freeze, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a favorite neospar plant. Uh-huh. Oh, is that right? He takes
4: it in and out, and uh, grows, grows. Yeah, I see, he mentions it quite often too. Yeah, he right? does. Now we, we did you mention that we've got uh, we've got the, the yeah, whoppers? Yeah, you checked out the whoppers. Yeah, they're they're very they're beautiful. They're large, large uh, containers, about sixteen dollars. But uh, what I also found back there was lots and lots of the uh, summer florin, uh, begonias. Oh, okay, looking good. Now your your p- begonias probably took it a little bit on the chin with this heat. heat and yeah, uh, especially the whoppers. Mine are mine look kind of ragged, uh, but you can prune them up and they'll look good. But any replace any of those that were completely wiped out uh, with with some of these plants. And, and or the uh, summer summer yes, and as in, you probably have them last through the winter. Yeah, uh, that's what I was fixing to say.
5: They can take a pretty hard freeze or a hard frost, and they can yeah, they, they
4: can actually tolerate a lot of this heat. They don't look good right now, and they've uh, a lot of them look like there's no no plants left. Yeah, but we get. Uh, Mark my words, in a co- you know, a couple weeks after the rains and cool weather start, we'll start seeing them relief too. But also, so you keep that in mind if you want to re- uh, have a replenish your begonias. Uh, both the whoppers and the uh, smaller ones are available here at Millburgers. And don't uh, forget the mums. Yep, I was just you that. You we got
5: tell. lots of
4: mums. Tell them about
3: the mums.
5: The mums are in, in six-inch pot regularly. Three ninety nine. that's almost $4. Almost. Uh, but they're on sale for two eighty eight, and you can get 10 of them uh, for
3: $25. Yep. So you can do a mass planting of that yeah, as well. Yeah,
5: that, that's the way you want to use mums in, in a group. And uh, people put pumpkins, we were talking about those small pumpkins a while ago, uh, decorate for, and maybe croton this year. Uh they're really marked down. They were they were uh 1699 and they're on sale for 988. So that's a, a real good markdown for uh, croton. And they uh, like I said, uh, if you take if you give them some protection during the winter, uh they'll go through the winter, but uh in 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 the South South American countries, uh Panama especially, they have hedges of crotons, where they go through and and, and grow them like a hedge, like uh, and uh, cut them off. That the, the uh, Joe Bradbury used to tell me that uh, that you could tell how tall the uh, uh, owner of the house. In the, yeah, uh, the owner of the house or the caretaker down there is by the height of the. Uh, croton. Oh, that's funny. Cause they they, you know, gotta yeah. cut, cut it about waist high. So if you have a small gardener for taking care of your, herb, you can have smaller crotons, but they can <laughs> they can take cut back uh, pretty. So good. So
3: you decide how large you want your
5: crotons, and then you hire your yeah. Uh, your yeah. Because uh, we can't do that here, cause we got to protect oh, them in okay. the winter. And they got a lot of herbs. Yeah. Herbs are on sale. Yeah.
3: So let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 M Boulevard Road. All right, it's almost October, but right now the Pumpkin Patch and Monster Maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween and they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find any place else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique. Get it? Boutique over at Milburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids' pictures, uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Milburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at Milburgernursery.com.
9: If you lease office, warehouse, or retail space for your business, you already know that leasing rates are going up. You don't want to overpay for your space, but it's hard to avoid when the landlord holds all the cards. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and the founder of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with professionals and business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or purchasing commercial property, it affects your bottom line. The landlords have representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant and have no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We never represent landlords, but stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, and we'll work to get the landlord off your bottom line. And find out why we don't cost you a dime. 210-535-7800. 210-535-7800. Bottom Line Realty Advisors.
6: We get the landlord
2: off your bottom line.
1: Life is an important one here at 9 30 a.m. The answer we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions have. Happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a thousand dollar gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com Keyword Story you are looking to buy or sell gold and silver in san antonio then come down and see us today at wise wolf
8: gold and silver exchange we are proudly veteran owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy i'm tony arterburn and as owners of wise wolf gold and silver exchange my wife melissa and i buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing and when it's time to sell your gold and silver items we pay you top dollar Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise
0: Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange.
6: Texas fought in the sea, fought
5: Emma, that gal that made a wreck out of me. Oh, oh, Don't let that yodel roll.
6: Yeah, let that yodel
3: roll. All right, 210 308-88-67. We'll have to do some more tomorrow. That wasn't bit. Hank, was it? No, that was Jimmy Rogers. Oh, okay. All right. 210 308 88 67. And uh, let's see. We go to Greg on the line uh, with a question at 210 308 88 67. Hey, Greg, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Good, good. Is
9: that Dr. Persons yodeling there?
3: That was me. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, well uh, so I got a question. Last summer, I had to cut down a Vitex tree. It was a pretty big Vitex. And uh, before I could get the roots cut out, got a few sprouts coming up. So I, I decided to experiment, see if I could propagate some of those. And I did. Um, got Got three cuttings out of it. It was pretty successful. And so I've planted those now. Uh, in the ground, they've got good roots and everything um, but I, I'm not crazy about the shape, so I wanted to kind of reshape them uh, so my question for you is when should i when should I cut them back? Should I do it this fall after the leaves have dropped, or should I wait until the springtime when they when they begin the new growth? You
5: should wait till this fall after the leaves drop. Okay. You you so planted, the you planted them in the planted the the rooted cuttings in the ground and uh, now you want to you want to move them or just cut them back
9: No, I, I I'm not real crazy about the shape of them um okay. so I kind of want to I want to reshape them and I I know where I want to cut them back to and I know they'll grow I just I wasn't sure when's the best time to to cut them back Yeah not yeah, want to, to plant.
5: I'd wait till they lose their leaves. That's safer. Okay.
9: They'll they'll be fine then.
5: Okay. You like that? You like that tree?
9: Oh, I love the Vitex. Yeah.
5: It's, okay. It's, good.
9: If if you can if you can keep it under control, they get a little wild if you don't keep them under control. But <laughs> they're real
0: pretty.
5: Yeah, they're pretty. Thank you, sir. Okay.
3: So, thanks for calling in, ma'am. Yeah, can we ask a question? What's that, correct? Oh. Oh. Can we ask your question on the air? Will you come on the air with us to ask your question? Okay, here you go. Here's the mic. Oh, Thank you, Jerry. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. What's going on?
2: Okay, I have two plants. I have a mired lemon and a pomegranate I brought with me. Okay. And I want to know what I need to do to feed it to make it mature.
5: Uh, are they in containers or in the ground?
2: They're in, uh, cont- well, the pomegranate is in the ground. The mired lemon is in the uh, uh, container.
5: Well, what did you cut that big fruit off for?
2: I want to know if it's ripe. No. <laughs> what do I need to do to get it ripe? No,
5: it turns, uh, it, it, it's too early for them to be ripe. Uh, citrus, will and it will turn from a dark green to a... Uh, Oranges color or yellow color. Okay. And that's when yours, and that that may be uh, uh, this lemon green of the gourd.
4: Yeah, it'll be Meyer lemon, should be maybe three times, twice at least, three by three times that size. And so it'll put on a lot of size. But you can still, you can use that. Uh, you know, this particular one. Uh, it just will be pretty tart and not much juice in it. Yeah, Calvin uses a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when, when, Jerry, uh, with November, is November Yeah. target? Gosh, yeah. yeah, that looks good. That's, good. That's a nice-looking uh
2: Yeah, I have some that are twice that size. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, 100%. I think November is a good month for them, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, you'll have... If, you, if your yard is like mine, you'll have uh, the birds and the squirrels right. and the raccoons and everything will want to get the pomegranate. But uh, you're, you have you got lots of lots of the lemons?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: The foliage Probably
2: about I've counted about twenty.
4: Okay, and the foliage is, is nice. Nice and green. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that should put a. Is it in
2: a container? A, the mired lemon, yes. They're
5: in contain. Okay, how are you fertilize?
2: Well, that's what I'm here for. There you
5: go. There's a product called Osmocote.
2: Osmocote.
5: Osmocote Plus.
4: Yeah.
2: We can get it, it in inside. Yeah. Okay.
4: It looks like little BBs. Oh, okay. But they're, you know, and they're in a, in a sack.
5: But uh um, and I want you to pour put a lot of it on uh I think I'd wait to spring. Don't feed it now. Don't feed it now. Because you don't want it to be growing Folding. rapidly during the winter. Okay. Because it'll freeze. It's going to freeze. You know you're going to have to protect it anyway. Right,
2: right. We do. We do.
5: Now the pomegranate's in the ground, right? Correct. Okay. Well, do you know what kind it is?
2: No. Pomegranate.
5: Well, <laughs> oh, cool at it. <laughs> Well, you you get it here, yes. And it didn't have the variety name on them? Probably
2: that? did. Oh, <laughs> But okay. I didn't pay
5: no attention
2: to that. I didn't know it made a difference. Well,
5: that's a, that's a
4: lot. That's a nice fruit you got there. Yeah, and oh, okay. your your lemons, you, though, they, you they'll do all right too. You know, those twenty that you got, you can use another month or so, and then you or use them as you need them. A month from, starting a month from now. If you use a lot of whiskey.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you thank very you, much. Thank you for thanks, dropping thanks by. For, yeah,
3: thanks for coming. Good to job. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up. Uh, don't forget uh, that you can find out all about all the things that are going on here at Millburgers uh, by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. So we've talked about uh, the boutique. We've talked about the train. You've heard the train go by. We've talked about the maze and all that. You can uh, find out more by going to com. We've talked about the upcoming blood drive and the uh, kids' pumpkin painting class and the big Millburger celebration. You can find out more at com about that. We've talked about, uh, let's see, what else did we talk about? We talked about the items that were on sale you can find out more information by going to millbergernursery dot com.
5: not driving the terror train. Not right as much, yeah. It's He's... not quite as terrifying as no, it. it's Rogers. It's a little driving. calmer.
3: So we'll say goodbye for today. Join us tomorrow. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wicks.